Rick, share with us uh, an announcement that you and the elders and others have been working on. You want this here? Sure. Okay. About a year and a half ago, uh, Bethlehem hit some particularly hard times. And um, at that time, I went to the Lord and said, you know, what, what should I do? And he said, well, if you stick with me <clears throat> and the church, you'll be able to be part of and see the amazing things I will do. So this announcement is about, <clears throat> you ever see the movie Blindside? Um, <clears throat> about what God has been doing uh, that's just amazing. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there's no vision, the people perish. One of the key characteristics of Bethlehem Church over the years has been our love for our community and our view that God's mission is greater than any one church. For this reason, we've partnered throughout our history with a number of other ministries to expand Christ's kingdom whenever we've had the opportunity. For instance, ministries like Family Promise and First Choice have flourished because of such partnerships. Bethlehem has recently completed a time of discerning God's vision that vision that we've been seeking over the summer and into the fall. The plan's pretty, uh, pretty neat. <clears throat> and each of you has had an opportunity uh, to listen, uh, to understand, and to speak into that process. However, we have continually come back to the question of whether or not our resources uh, are sufficient to our plan. Believing God is faithful in his calling, we should not have been surprised, though we were, uh, when our elders were invited into a conversation hosted by the center about joining hands with another ministry in our area. <clears throat> As a result of that conversation, the elders invited the leaders of Grace Church on the Mount, Nekong, to a preliminary meeting about Bethlehem meshing ministry, uh, with Grace. Grace is a very vibrant uh, spiritual church. It's growing and it's expanding in our area. Last week, the complete elder boards of both churches met. Uh, we had a special time of prayer together and ultimately agreed unanimously to explore with our church families the possibility of meshing the two churches. For this exploration, there'll be many more meetings, discussions, focus groups, and consultations with experienced professionals to guide us through the process. If both congregations ultimately vote to proceed with this, it would create one church meeting in two locations, Grace Church on the Mount, Netcong Campus, and Grace Church on the Mount, Bethlehem, Randolph campus. This meshed Grace Church would populate and provide for a full array of ministries at both campuses. We don't want to lag behind God on this. We also don't want to run ahead of Him. Thus, both churches are declaring five days of fasting and prayer to begin tomorrow. So eat up today, uh, and, and run through Friday, so Monday through Friday of this week. There are resources that we've prepared for you to pick up 
and that will assist you in making this journey of fasting and prayer. They are to be available to you at the front of the uh, uh, room here. It's actually uh, right there under the nice bright red coat, which Vicki wanted me to remove. Um, <clears throat> that's mine. Uh, and so you can pick one up at the end of the service. And it's a fantastic little booklet, actually. A very similar announcement has taken place at Grace Church on the Mount today and at their worship services. You may also want to go to our website to view the text of this announcement which is being posted. In the very near future, we'll be posting some FAQs, frequently asked questions, uh, on a page online. Um, that will be updated pretty steadily as questions come in, as answers develop. Um, you can see we're not terribly far along here, but, um, and uh, so we'll try to keep you posted on those things and offer answers, All right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, not the chips of uh, wearing your little... Yeah, uh, Beauty and the Beast, right? Uh, <laughs> so, now, no, I think it's important that people know, how this, how this happen? Where, how'd this get going? Well, um, what had happened was uh, Dave and I have had some talks over the months. We drive up together for various meetings in the past, and one of the things that crossed my mind in this past year was um, the idea of could a church come and help? in some capacity. I've had the experience to be able to see some of this and been a part of it too, helping multi-sided locations and also seeing emerge or meshing of true churches together. And so it was kind of a cool concept and I just was thinking about it, but I didn't know where to go. I just prayed about it, prayed throughout the year. And then I mentioned it to Dr. Dave and when I mentioned it to him, I said, you know, it'd be great if we could potentially find a church that could help because of the situation that Bethlehem is going through. It was heavy on my heart and then he began to share and say, well, let me just share this with you. I'm working with Grace Church on the Mount, the center is, and that's all I can share. I said, okay. He goes, would you think it would be possible to consider talking about that with the leaders? I said, yeah, you know, we can talk about it. That'd be great. He goes, okay, I just wanted to talk to you first. You're the interim pastor, and I'd like to now talk to Rick and Bill, the, the chairman and the vice. I said, yeah, let's, let's present that. And when Dave did that, this started the conversation. Um, it was just a conversation at first. We didn't really want to know. And then Rick and Bill asked me to come along as the interim pastor, which I was happy to do that. And so uh, we started that, and uh, it's kind of come along. Let me just add something real quick to you, being your interim pastor for the last 14 months. I want you to know that I have been in heavy prayer for this place. Rick knows because Rick and I have been praying and talking about it a lot. I know my prayers and I know what I went through this past year. And I can assure you that I was praying that God would do a miracle. And I was asking God that he would allow me to pass the baton off to something that's going to be amazing. That's all I've been praying. God, let me pass the baton. Lord, I can't hand it to a colleague unless I know you're going to do something amazing here. When this idea came up and we started to pursue it in this, this past month, six weeks, seven weeks, God reminded me of those prayers. He says, you asked me, and I'm answering you. 
And I got emotional. And I said, Lord, would you even allow me to see this? He goes, you're my servant. This is my church. You've been saying that. So I'll do with my church as I please. I said, yes, Lord, and I bow before his presence. Allow me to say this to you. When I said what I've been saying for this last year, I internally meant that. This is God's church. He'll do whatever he wants with it. And God impressed on me that time when I heard this. And it's a beautiful, redemptive story of him rescuing his church. Because it's his. It's, his, his. It's, not, it's not any of ours, as Pastor Dave was mentioning today. So I didn't even know what he was going to talk about specifically, but it was just so perfect. So I just want to encourage you that that's how this all started. And the prayers behind it showed that God's, he's leading this. We're, we're not, Dave and I weren't fishing for it and saying, let's look for something. I don't even like fishing, but I wasn't throwing it out there. It just came up on our laps. And it was beautiful. So I just wanted to share that to say that was the passion that we... It was one of those kind of lightning bolt things. I, you know, professionally, I can't share what's going on in one church or another. Uh, but we had just started working with Grace. You didn't know that. No. Of course, and I didn't know Bruno until we started here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just in the conversation, he said, what do you think? You know, I just have wondered. And it was like, wow, this feels like a God, God moment to me. Do I say anything? Is it even appropriate? And I said, do you think, you know, we're working with Grace. And I didn't say to you, you now know, I had been in Pastor Armin's office the week before, one week before. It's just a few weeks ago now. And he said, we know God wants us to expand. Um, and I said, it was a 30-second conversation. Would you mind if I call Rick and Bill? Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of left it there. They're, they're uh, charged with this. And so, mm-hmm. Rick, what did you think when I called you on the phone? And I said, <laughs> Rick, are you sitting down? I want to ask you something. Because we've all done a lot of work to get where we are, but what did you think? Um, sort of like uh, when I watch the news, you know, I can't believe this. Good <laughs> 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 Well, I mean, this was just, okay. Um, the only thing that seemed clear is wherever this may go and it may not go anywhere but we need to keep all doors open Mm -hmm. so clearly god may be behind this and we should follow through on this as we went yeah so and i I remember i said do you mind then if i call grace and invite them into the conversation as well and we agreed and then we had a lunch together with uh, their pastors two of their pastors uh, Rick, uh, Bill was out of town because of his brother's uh, uh, illness and then funeral. So Rick, Bruno, and myself, we, we met for lunch over at Grace just to say, does this make any sense or does it make sense not to? And uh, so that's when we decided time to get the boards from both churches informed, which was a couple of weeks ago now. So as you can see, it's all happened kind of fast. Could we ask the other board members to come up? We put sure. some stools up here. We've got a couple of questions for them. <clears throat> Do you want me to, meanwhile, sort yeah, of... Yeah, why don't you, while they're coming s- up... Stories right? are wonderful things, so... Uh, I want to just give you sort of my picture on this. Um, <clears throat> and I've tried to put this together rather carefully to 
to be as accurate and clear as I could remember as well. And I'll give you a little bit of information too. So as you're probably aware, Grace, Grace Church on the Mount has already been helping us occasionally uh, since June 17 uh, with the worship. Uh, they were, in fact, one of two churches which immediately contacted us uh, in the 1st of July to say they really wanted to be available to help us in any way that they could. So we've ex thankfully accepted that help and have deeply appreciated their concern and prayers. Uh, but really nothing more developed after that. We thought, hey, having a little relief for our worship team uh, was a wonderful thing right there. Uh, but yes, then uh, in about mid-September, uh, Bill had just said a week or two before that uh, there was this thing going on, by the way, and um, since he wasn't going to be around, I should go. <laughs> I said, yeah, okay, Bill. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so that was in September, and I was invited to a lunch meeting uh, with Pastor Armin and Tim Lem Leonard, their executive director, uh, along with the center people and Pastor Bruno. This was the first meeting uh, that we had had of any sort, and it was just to explore what possible ways the two churches might be able to connect or work or support each other or whatever. Uh, immediately developed a respect, I think, for each other, uh, but there was nothing decided uh, at that point, except that, yeah, lunch was good. Uh, <clears throat> It was actually the center that had proposed the meeting. Uh, the center did this because unbeknownst to each church, both Bethlehem and uh, Grace had been working separately with the center. And the center noticed how each church could be useful to the other. Uh, by the end of this meeting, I think we were all wondering, could this be God's working to bring us together? A bit later, uh, Bethlehem's elders met with Armin and Tin so that we could hear what each other was thinking. That was an extremely encouraging time, which in turn led to the two boards meeting, what, a week or two ago, um, to get to know each other, to pray together, and to further discuss our views and ideas. Just a side comment, it was really a cool thing to divide up into groups, to sit down with some elders from another church that I didn't even know. You know we spent a few minutes talking about each other, and then we prayed. And it was just so cool to pray united in the spirit and with the desire for God's doing what he wants to do in the area. Um, that was a tremendous time. That 10 minutes of prayer was the highlight of that whole evening. Um, naturally, we've all had questions along the way and have sought continually to discern how the Lord has been leading. We've been very careful not to jump to any conclusions, yet at each of these steps, we felt certain that we should at least continue on to the next step. In the meantime, the urgency of Bethlehem's own needs has become much more pronounced. More importantly, God has in been increasingly convincing us that his hand has been in this all the time uh, and that he likely intends to draw us uh, together as uh, a church, uh, two churches together, both for each's sake as well as for the growth of his kingdom. So it's been a fascinating roller coaster over just really the last several weeks. Um, <clears throat> oh, great. That's that. Thanks, Rick. Uh, let, me, let me pose a couple of questions to you guys. Uh, how about Carrie? What excites you uh, about the prospect uh, of, of this opportunity? 
I'm excited about what this prospect represents. It represents resources and growth. Reuben and Scott preached here different parts of the pastoral team. Scott's recent message on protecting the heart was powerful. Kenny and Toby led and participated in worship here. Consider that there are multiple worship teams. Toby is a fine young man who is the one that demonstrated the trust fall. I believe that together we will more effectively reach the lost. I believe that God has led me to propose to you today that we prayerfully consider this meshing. Well, Don, the mic's going to you. So uh, wh why do you think God might be in this? Uh, what makes you think God's leading in this direction? Why do I think God is leading us in this direction? Well, one way God reveals his will is through circumstances. Both churches at this time are seeking God's will and God's direction for them. A couple months before, a couple months after, the timing would not have been right for us, both churches, to meet together and discuss this. Timing was just perfect. Mm. Secondly, both churches have the resources we need to move forward with our vision. Bethlehem needs people, ministry staff, and resources to accomplish our vision. Grace has resources, people, and staff to help us accomplish our vision. Bethlehem has a location that Grace would like to do ministry in. They want to extend their ministry in this area. So we are the perfect location for them. Another way God reveals his will is through unity. We are unified with grace in our vision to reach the lost, to penetrate our communities with Christ. We are unified in our beliefs. Our statements of faith are in agreement. We are unified in our ministries. For example, ESL, Stephen Ministry. Our Stephen leaders helped Grace set up their Stephen ministry. Sal helped him, helped them with their ESL ministry. Both churches have a long history. And we have co collaborated together recently. And we've worked well together. And there's a unity of oneness with the board, with the leadership of both churches. When's the last time you've seen 25 men from two different organizations come together and be unified? So we feel a oneness with this body of believers, with their leadership. Bruno, would you do me a favor? Would you jump for joy? <laughs> higher, higher. <laughs> yep, thank you, Bruno. You can see him jump for joy. You've never seen me jump for joy. And I will declare to you, I am jumping for joy right now. Even though I'm not like Bruno, I am jumping for joy about this possibility. Oh, that cool, awesome. cool analogy, yeah. Thanks, Don. Yeah, uh, one of our consultants uh, made the observation, because we work with so many churches up in this uh, area, said, you know, I don't think there's two churches that are more alike than 
those two. <laughs> Steve, microphone's in your hands. Uh, what do you think about this vision? What's behind it? Tell, tell us what excites you about it. So to kind of get to the vision, I like to step back in time a little bit. Um, when I first came to this church about 10 years ago, I walked in and it was full. I had to find a seat. There were people in front of me. There were people behind me. And the place was a joyous place to be. Um, I very quickly um, saw that it was full of, of people, young people, children, not as young people, and it was very energized. Um, I stayed here within a couple of years. I joined the church. I uh, became part of the Sunday school staff, teaching special needs Sunday school kids, which I formed a lot of great relationships from out of that. I joined the worship team. Likewise, I was inspired by um, both the, the staff and the lay people, their enthusiasm, their grasp and depth of faith and the Bible, and it became part of my life. Now, fast forward to today, and um, unfortunately, we don't have that. It saddens me that we don't have that. Um, when we look at this opportunity with Grace Church on the Mount, this is what we see. So we see, first of all, you've heard a couple times, the meeting with the elders was the most natural combination of people in Christ that I've really been in, in, in fullness, in a long time. Um, I remember Dave, right? You were like, okay, settle down, settle down, we need to start the meeting. Um, I've been to these before, Dave said, and they can be very somber things because people want to hold on to their, their past. They want to hold on to what they have. Change is hard. And so, you know, I'm, I'm speaking for Dave. I'm so encouraged that this is, like, different already. Um, so, so what do we see turning that into a vision? I want to say two things. Spilling over what they have. They have what we had, and we no longer have now. And it's just a matter of spilling that over into us and revitalizing and re reviving the body here and reaching further into our community and into the kingdom of God throughout the world. That's the vision. Um, I'd I like to share one other thing. I, I picked up a book that's on my bookshelf. I haven't looked at it in years. Um, I think of Scott. Where's Scott when he did his youth trip summary and he kept... Uh, he kept asking the question, coincidence? And I was like, no, we were all, no, no, that was God. Um, this book talks about Greek terms in the Bible for time. And um, two that are appropriate, I believe, to now are chronos, which is, chronos is kind of like regular time. And in that time, God works in his people to build us up, perseverance, growth, where we are. And I think we can look back over the five to ten years and say that's where we've been. Then there's Kairos time, which is when God, with his people, if they join up, does a shift, a big thing with his kingdom. And now, the people, like everything else, right, we have to accept salvation, we have to join up. It's typically a window of time, and it's a short window of time, and he'll move on and we'll miss it. The two examples are... He had hundreds of years of, of his people, the Israelites, under slavery, right, with the Egyptians. And then he did it. That was their Kronos time. Then he did his Kairos time, which is, hey, I'm going to free you, right? Plagues, boom, they're out. They joined up. 
opposite, going to the promised land, right? He had his people going round and round and round. Then he brought them to the promised land. He said, hey, uh, I'm going to bring you to the promised land. And the people were like, um, I don't know. We're afraid, right? And this was God's Kairos time. They did not join up. And the result was they had to wait, what, 40 years? People who he had offered it to, right, um, didn't even get to experience that. So I, I really think that this is, is possibly uh, one, of, one of those Kairos times for God. Thanks, Steve. Uh, Rick, uh, you've had uh, more exposure to, to grace, and I know there's going to be more of this, but um, why do you think grace uh, would want to do this? I mean, I think to myself, the first time I came in here, remember, Ellen, you greeted me out there, and, uh, and then meeting all of you, I thought, this is a really welcoming church, but Grace doesn't necessarily know that, that this is such a lovely group. Um, why do you think they want to do this? Well, this is uh, one of the more difficult questions to answer because I don't, I'm not sure I can speak for grace, and I'm not trying to, but uh, given the observations uh, and the situation as it's developed, the first thing is, um, you know, they're impressed by, I think, what's happened as well. Each of the churches were separately seeking God over uh, where he wanted to take them next. Um, and uh, through God's hand, uh, we both separately went to the center. If you remember, what we've just finished is seeking that. And our priorities, you also may remember, are that we become more attractional, we build our strengths uh, and become more missional, and we become more relational. Well, it turns out this fits very, very well uh, <clears throat> with Grace's uh, priorities and goals, too. In fact, I stated this a few days ago, and Dave heard it and said, okay, write that down. Um, it seems to me that each church is finding answers okay, to the concerns and questions that they've been asking in the other church. And uh, that's, I think, impressed all of us. Uh, also, as has been said here, you couldn't find, I think, a church perhaps in the state, perhaps in the Northeast, uh, maybe in the country, um, as much of a sister church to us uh, <clears throat> as they are and we are to them. Our statement of faith and constitution are in substance identical, sometimes in word identical. Uh, there's no difference. Um, Grace is seeking to have a greater impact. Uh, one thing they're trying to do in the shared area is uh, have more of a Spanish ministry. Bethlehem provides the perfect springboard for that. And I told them a month ago or so, uh, you know, if none of this works out, still consider yourself invited to use Bethlehem's facilities to carry out some of that ministry, you know. And another thing, honestly, that's crossed my mind is why didn't we work together years ago. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, we're just down the street, and we could have supplemented and strengthened each other in so many ways. It would have been wonderful. Uh, what Bethlehem needs most right now is an infusion of resources. And I don't mean just money. We need 
manpower, we need woman power, we need kid power. Uh, <clears throat> and grace can certainly uh, provide that. Um, but I think you can judge this for yourself, too. So when you look at these, uh, this five day of prayer and fasting, uh, each day suggests some things specifically to pray for. And I think better than any reports from any of us, you can catch a sense of their heart uh, by just seeing what they set up originally, actually, just for their own elders to pray through. Uh, but we were so impressed that we said, hey, uh, let's expand it to the congregations. Let's share this. We want to be doing all this together. So you'll get a sense of who they really are that way. All right? So I encourage uh, you for that, too. Great. So. Pass that over to Scott. We haven't heard from him yet. Uh, Scott, what, what's kind of the time frame here? Is this, uh, is this a done deal, or how is it unfolding? And what's that going to look like being uh, one church in two locations? Okay, uh, the earliest possible for the completion of this would be uh, late winter or early spring of 2019. The meshing would require a congregational vote by the, uh, each of the congregations. Um, there will be focus groups that are being tentatively set up right now. They've been identified for uh, December 5th and December 9th. So, um, more information will be published on those dates, but uh, December 5th and December 9th. Uh, also, we'll be uh, starting to uh, socialize with each of the churches. Um, so you might hopefully see many of uh, some congregants from uh, the Grace Church visit here. And likewise, um, they're going to have a, a Christ, uh, Thanksgiving Eve program. So we would invite many of you to uh, attend that, take that opportunity to attend the uh, Thanksgiving Eve program. Um, so again, socialization across the churches to, uh, to draw the unity. So. Great. Thanks, Scott. Okay. Steve, you're right next to him. Right. Um, you know, so let, let's just say they got 100, 150 people that would come here. And uh, you start meeting. What's that going to look like? I mean, format-wise, if I was sitting out there, I'd be wondering, what's this going to be like? Or where's the pastor search process and all this? Okay, now you just asked two questions in one. Let I me know, I know. let me start with the pastor search. Is really quick, simple answer. So this morning uh, we did put the pastor search on hold in its kind of traditional format. Now. This is something that when the idea came up, the, um, the board struggled with, like, hey, what are we going to do? This is kind of a opposite what we've been working on already since the summer. You know, people be concerned. Um, we kind of concluded this was the right thing to do because, first of all, um, from the beginning, and the search team will tell you this, Rick and Bill said over and over again, we're like at least a year ahead in the search because of the help of the center. So they have been screening, uh, looking for people, giving us people. So if, if it turns out this isn't the way we go, then a couple notes from now we pick it up and we're still on schedule, ahead of schedule, I should say. Um, secondly, we know God's not surprised. We said it to each other over and over. This doesn't surprise us. It doesn't surprise God. Um, and uh, so we really feel comfortable with that. And then thirdly, when we, when we met with the search team this morning, 
it, we, there, several of us concluded, like, we've been praying for God to answer this question of the pastor, what we, our need for pastor. This could just be a surprising way he's answering that need because pastors come through this. Um, so then the, the, so what would the format be? Not big change, people. So, um, you know, you'd have the Bible teaching happening like we have today. You would have worship team singing. We've had the opportunity to have the worship team here several times. We know how invigorating that team is. Good news, um, we would look at meshing the two worship teams. So they have multiple worship teams already. So integrating our current worship team, possibly uh, bringing back people who haven't been involved in a while um, to, to actually join up with that. And, um, and you know, so, so some change. The only real change would be the uh, pastoral team is, is a rotation from a preaching standpoint. So they have a team approach to preaching. So for the month at a time, we would get most approximately a month um, a pastor preaching. Um, getting back to the pastor assignment, we will fill an on-site pastor role here. That pastor would not rotate. So we'd have an on-site senior pastor um, for all the church needs on an ongoing basis, and then the preaching would be rotational. And so, you know, some of this hasn't been determined yet, but if you're one church in two locations, members can continue serving, maybe in both locations. Leaders can run for office, just like it, it's a, a joined membership whatever that ends up looking like. So it's not a takeover in that sense, nor is it just running two churches separately. It, it really is a one church. And no video, no video preaching. So that they've confirmed 100%. Yeah, live preaching, live music. So doing youth ministry here, children's ministry, be a full array of services again offered here. Is that right? That's right. Bruno, uh, I'm getting hungry. I don't know about you. We should let these folks go. What, what else do we need to talk about? What do we need to do? Um, as far as the service or yeah. as far as anything else? Yeah, right guys, now, we else? were going to ask, are okay. we good? Because let me pray. Well, let's, okay, so let's just add what, what we really hope, what Bethlehem really hopes to gain out of this would be a kind of package strengthening of the things we've mm. been actually handling and again i just can't thank our volunteers enough uh because we have done more than limp along but still we're on the edge and it's hard so they'd be able to bring in a lot of strengthening and a lot of encouragement and uh that's what we need that's what we need and uh we can't see any other way to have that happen so this is this is seems to be the the right way to go Great. Thanks, Rick. All right, let's pray. Um, worship team, we don't have to worry about the last song for sake of time. And uh, as mentioned, there is the five-day prayer and fast guide. We'd ask you to come on up. The leaders will be here. If you have any questions, we'll do the best we can. Our leaders will do the best they can to answer the questions at this moment in this process. And then um, I'll pray you guys out and we'll dismiss. Okay? Let's pray. Father, thank you for this announcement today. Thank you for bringing this up. This is your church. These are your people. The gospel is your message. You have invited us to salvation. You've given us salvation. We did nothing for it. We're your servants. And God, as your servants, we simply ask that you would give us ears to hear 
and hearts to hear and respond by saying, yes, Lord. God, as servants, you're the master, and we just pray that you would give us great clarity and direction so in the coming weeks, as both Grace Church and Bethlehem Church work together, both through the leadership, through the focus groups, through all the things that are happening, even as Pastor Armand comes and shares on December 2nd about the vision of Grace, Father, we pray that you would continue to place your hand on your people to give them what you want them to do to respond accordingly to your will for your perfect will. Thank you, Lord, for just this awesome day today. Thank you for reminding us of who you are and who we are. And Lord, we just pray you'll dismiss us with your mercy and your grace and give us a passion this week to pray, to seek you, to seek your presence, and to draw close to you. We love you and we ask you that you would dismiss us with your grace in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on forward. You guys can pick up a pamphlet and ask any question that you have.